Support for this podcast and the following message come from Wise, the app that makes managing your money in different currencies easy. With Wise, you can send and spend money internationally at the mid-market exchange rate. No guesswork and no hidden fees. Learn more about how Wise could work for you at wise.com. We commonly tell the story of the war in Ukraine in enormous terms. The largest countries in Europe, millions of refugees, nightmarish effects on the whole world economy. This morning, we tell the story of the war through the life of one small girl. NPR's Jason Bobian reports. It was a Saturday afternoon. There was a buzz of excitement across much of the Kharkiv region. Ukrainian troops had just staged a major counteroffensive, and the relentless Russian shelling around the city of Kharkiv had finally eased. 11-year-old Nasta Gritsenko and her parents, Andriy and Irina, had decided to spend the weekend at what they call their country house in the nearby city of Chihuiv. Nasta's parents went out to deliver some humanitarian food packets to elderly residents when three large explosions rocked the city. A neighbor, Mikhailo Kantamirov, shows where he found Nasta after the missile struck. This is the fragment of the missile. He says she was still alive, still conscious, lying next to the crater where the house had once stood. And she asked uh, why uh, this happened to me. I did anything bad to them. Her parents heard the explosions. They could see the smoke. Irina Gritsenko's first thought was Nasta, and she raced towards their cottage. Every day, local officials in Ukraine announced grim statistics about the war. This number of people were injured. That number of people died. According to the UN, roughly 6,000 civilians have been killed in Ukraine over the last seven months of war. Nasta's father, Andrei Gritsenko, is adamant that his 11-year-old daughter shouldn't be a statistic. A statistic isn't something you pick up from the loading dock of the morgue, as Andre and Irina were forced to one cold, wet September morning. Nasta's body is carried down from the loading dock in a pink, satin-lined coffin and slid into the back of a white cargo van. As my translator, Polina Litvinova, and I are getting into our own car, she tells me that I'm lucky I couldn't understand Irina crying in Russian. Uh, I could hear her saying, uh, forgive me. As hard as the scene at the morgue was to watch, she says listening to a mother sobbing over her daughter's body was even harder. She said, like, I don't want to live without you. Who will meet me when I come home from work? And so and so on. She cried and said, forgive me, forgive me, please. Outside a Soviet-era apartment block, there's a viewing of Nasta's open casket. Neighbors place bouquets of flowers on her coffin. A girl who appears to be about Nasta's age, 10 or 11 years old, cries inconsolably. (laughs) Valentina Ovcherenko, who lives in a flat two floors below Nasta's family, is passing out small bags of sweets. She says people in the neighborhood have been crying for days over Nasta's death. But she says it's been the worst for Nasta's mother. Her mother, Ira, wanted to jump from the balcony and, like, it was, uh, she was rescued from this. Nasta's parents both work for a clothing manufacturing company. Their apartment isn't fancy. Their cottage in Chihuiv, with its apple trees and a vegetable garden, was also a simple, unassuming house before it was obliterated. 
It wasn't on a prime piece of land. It backed up against an oil storage depot. The same barrage of Russian missiles that killed Nasta blew up several large fuel tanks. Like most kids in Ukraine, Nasta had been attending online classes, sitting on benches in the playground outside their apartment block. Nasta's parents tell me Nasta had always wanted a dog. This year, her 23-year-old brother found a white Labrador for her, which she was enchanted by. Nasta liked to sing and to watch patriotic videos on YouTube of Ukrainian soldiers. Every time I came back home uh, from work, she uh, showed me videos and she said, Mom, look at them, they have so much fun. Um, she really believed that they would protect her. Irina stares into the distance as she talks about her daughter. Kharkiv is just 30 miles from the Russian border. It's a predominantly Russian-speaking part of Ukraine, and it had close ties to Russia before the war. Irina and Andriy go back and forth between speaking Russian and Ukrainian as they talk about their daughter being killed by a Russian missile launched from Russian territory. You know, I believe that not all people in Russia are so cruel uh, and horrible like uh, like Russian soldiers, but I just want to the war to stop. Nasta's funeral takes place under a cold, drizzling rain at a sprawling graveyard named Cemetery 18 in Kharkiv. Just a few hundred yards from her grave, the funeral is also taking place for a soldier in a quadrant of the cemetery adorned with yellow and blue Ukrainian flags. After the nails are pounded into Nasta's coffin and she's buried in the ground, Andrea comes over to me and Polina. Tell the world what the Russians did to my daughter, he says. Irina can barely walk. Her sister eases her into a car as they leave. A few days after the funeral, Irina says she's still trying to come to grips with the fact that there's a person in Russia who pushed the button that launched the missile that killed her daughter. I don't uh, wish them death because I never wish anyone death, but I wish them uh, to suffer like we suffer and to feel all our pain like uh, we feel uh, this pain. Losing a child, she says, is the worst pain in the world. Jason Bobian, NPR News, Kharkiv, Ukraine. This message comes from NPR sponsor Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Sell without needing to code or design. Just bring your best ideas and Shopify will help you open up shop. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com NPR. This message comes from NPR sponsor, Progressive Insurance, where drivers who switch could save hundreds on car insurance. Get your quote at Progressive.com today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Why is everyone so obsessed with traditional wives or trad wives on social media? This week, we're talking about the viral videos of women making marshmallows and mozzarella from scratch and how behind the sheen of calm kitchens and cute fits... 
there's some interesting pessimism about our modern world. And that's worth digging into. Next time on It's Been a Minute from NPR.